0: everybody's gotta eat and nobody likes getting sick that's why heroes toil in the shadows keeping your food safe at all points from the supply chain to the point of sale join industry veterans francine l shaw and matt Rigushi for a deep dive into food safety it all boils down to one golden rule don't eat
1: don't eat poop.
0: Hello, Matt.
1: How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm kind of wondering if we can pull ourselves together for a little bit and you know have a, have a good conversation.
1: I think so. I think so. This is this has got to have been the craziest what? Six weeks in terms of us trying to do podcasts?
0: It's been a challenge.
1: Yeah. I have like three different companies that are like, hey, I would love to interview on there. And I'm like, yes. There has to get to be a point at which Francine and I are not scrambling just to figure out each other's schedule before we can start (laughs) interviewing people.
0: Right. Because I know that I have a couple people that I've told, and I think they probably think that I'm not being honest with them, but it's like, you know, we really want to interview you. I need to schedule a time. In fact, I just messaged Betsy Craig the other day who I, food allergies. I really want to talk to her. And I'm like, you know, we really need to schedule a time, but it's like, you can't just call people up the day before the podcast and say, hey, are you free tomorrow? <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm not really sure what time yet. I need to see when Matt's free.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and then good sure. luck.
0: Not sure what our schedules look like. It doesn't really work like that. So until, you know, we're both like on the ground and in the same and not the same spot, but in a spot where we're both sitting still at the same time, we can't really do that. So, yes. Yeah, it's and since
1: both of us have ADHD, us sitting still at the same time is like never. Yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's We uh, were able to get every episode done, even with tons of te- technical difficulties of, and vacations and everything. Wow. It, I, I was just thinking about that uh, yesterday. <laughs> we were trying to figure out when to meet up today. And I was like, you know what? Um if we were able to keep doing this podcast through this last six weeks, <laughs> it's like a hump in a ma- marriage, you know, you're like, ah, oh, we <laughs> just went through that. Then we're probably good for the next 50 years.
0: And we're still speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're still speaking. It's all good. So, yeah.
1: But there's been, okay. So while we've been trying to scramble the fine times or whatever, it seems like there's been just a ton of outbreaks in the last few weeks.
0: Yes all over the place. You know, they're not isolated. And th- and this is something that we're guilty of. We have listeners all over the world. We live in the United States. So we tend to be in the United States. We think it's all about us. And it's not.
1: <laughs> what? There are other people that get sick by food in other countries, Francine? No.
0: I was talking to somebody in another country yesterday, and it was kind of like, they were like, you know, what was a holiday here? The other day, and it happens to me with people in Canada all the time, and I'm just like, "Oh crap, they don't have the same holidays we do." <laughs> Imagine that.
1: <laughs> what you don't celebrate Fourth of July? <laughs>
0: you know, Memorial Day is not a thing for you. <laughs> you know, you just don't. It's how people are as human beings. You know, you, you sometimes just don't really think that way unless you teach yourself to. You know, it's like I've learned to put you know different countries' holidays <laughs> on my calendar. Otherwise you know, if you work with those countries, it's kind of something you need to do because you don't really think about it. Right. So my point to that is right now we are up to about 40 countries. We have listeners in about 40 countries. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It absolutely blows my mind. I never dreamed, you know, I was hoping all 50 states.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which I haven't checked lately. I mean, we were getting close. I don't know if we're there yet. I haven't had time to look to see if we've made it into all 50 states yet. But to be in that many countries is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. So point being, somebody by the name of, uh, she is a listener, Mary Kearns, I believe is how you might pronounce her last name, um, put a message on LinkedIn and said that you've got to let people know about this outbreak. So you know, we're always asking people, let us know if there's something you'd like us to talk about. And, you know, we we would be happy to do that. And I think it's important that we discuss this because there's apparently an outbreak of botulism. Not a hundred percent certain where it's coming from, but they think it's coming from these potato omelets in Spain. So they have out of an abundance of caution, it says as a precaution, recall these potato omelets over fears of botulism. Now, the big news, I guess, in addition to this, is that they're not only in available in Spain, but they export to 30 countries. Wow. Including 15 in Europe, the United States, Mexico, the United Arab Emirates, and China. So, you know, and this is another thing, our supply chain, People don't realize it's massive, but yet it's small. And you understand what I mean by that? Yeah. Our food comes from all over the world. And just because it's made on the other side of the globe doesn't mean that we don't need to be concerned about it.
1: So you said a hundred people got sick from botulism, but they're, they're not one hundred percent sure where it came from. But they assume it's from this. I don't
0: think I gave a number.
1: Maybe, maybe I'm sorry. I think you're
0: making stuff up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should just contribute to this. Yeah. So I found an article on this. So you were telling me about this this morning. More than one hundred people fell ill before eating the dish.
0: After eating.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they looked at the dish and they got <laughs> botulism. <laughs>
0: Stay with me, Matt. Stay with me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) After eating the dish. Yeah. Which is
0: crazy.
1: Uh, First off, I didn't even know this, this product existed. Uh, I didn't either. uh, A potato egg omelet. That actually sounds really good. Yeah. I wonder how many carbs are in that. (laughs) Probably quite a few. And so they pulled this, this off, but they weren't 100% sure. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah. At least as of the time this was written, they haven't confirmed, hadn't confirmed laboratory testing that that's where this had come from.
1: Yeah. So botulism is, I'm going to explain botulism because botulism is an interesting one. It's a toxin, like a poison that, that, that bacteria puts off. Botulism is a rare, potentially fatal illness caused by a toxin produced by the bacterium clostrum botulism. The disease begins with weakness. So if you eat something and then all then you start feeling these symptoms, then you should go to the hospital. The disease begins with weakness, blurred vision, feeling tired, and trouble speaking. So it's almost like you're you're having a stroke. This may be followed by weakness of the arms, chest, muscles, legs, vomiting, swelling of the abdomen, diarrhea. Yeah, this disease does not usually affect consciousness or cause a fever. So all that stuff would happen. But unlike other things like other types of foodborne illnesses this, this may not cause a fever at all. Yeah, and it's pretty nasty, right. Did you do you, you probably dealt with the botulism a lot more on the food service side, right?
0: It's not something we talked about a lot because I mean we did discuss it, but it's it's rare. you know it used yeah. to be more prevalent back when refrigeration, you know was an issue. We talked about it with swollen cans, we talked about it. You know, dental cans, swollen cans, and, you know, we explain things like that, but we didn't really talk about it a lot because it wasn't one of the core group of illnesses that, you know, the FDA suggests or reported.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's probably one of the reasons why we don't see it as often is because it usually comes from canned food, right? Like, um,
0: one of the big six is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's, um, it's an anaerobic bacteria. So, you you need to have it with very little to no oxygen for this bacteria to grow, and then, then that toxin to be created. So it's it's it happened a lot more when people were canning their own food. So it's probably why it doesn't happen. We don't see it as often, right? But yeah, it's pretty nasty. It's not a, not a good way to die. And five percent of people who get the disease die. So it's it's death occurs with five to ten percent of people. So, this is up there with Listerosis. Listerosis is higher, but this is a pretty big mortality rate.
0: Years ago, I feel like, like in the 1800s or 1900s, I feel like it was something that was like really prevalent during that time. And why do I want to think that it had to do with, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, um, I feel like it had something to do with milk way back when.
1: No, i don't know actually yeah i thought yeah it probably i mean if you had milk in like a uh, anaerobic type of a environment this
0: says the organism botulism is usually strongly proteolytic and its activity is hindered by the presence of high acidity the toxin formed in milk pasteurized or raw is slowly destroyed by the milk types whatever that means Several large botulism outbreaks due to both commercial and home prepared dairy products have been reported. I knew I heard that somewhere. So anyway, I want to thank Mary for sending yeah. me your information because that is that is important. And I also wanted to say, so ironically, Botox, many people have heard of Botox, the injections that you can get for a multitude of things, actually, migraines.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I need to make my appointment. When I get back home,
0: you know, crow's feet and whatever else, they tell you if you experience and you hear this on the radio all the time. If you experience what is it, difficulty swallowing, blurred vision, blah blah blah, consult your <laughs> consult your physician immediately. Oh, <laughs> because there is a risk associated with the Botox
1: from injecting it. You can get you can yeah, socialism. it gets your bloodstream or something like that, and then
0: They're very slim to none. But there's a risk that you could have that reaction from. Yeah. So anyway, so the next thing that I want to talk about also has to do with botulism. And, you know, I don't know if you remember this or not, but back in like 2017, and I remember this vividly, and I'm going to tell you how I remember this in a minute. But there was an outbreak of um, botulism, and it came from nacho cheese. In convenience stores, you know, those cheese that you can, the cheese that you can go into the, into the convenience store and it's in the machine and you can get your nachos and put the cheese on it and make your snack or whatever it is you're getting at the convenience store, take it with you and eat it. Yeah. There were nine people that ended up hospitalized and one person died from eating this nacho cheese at the gas Which goes food.
1: back to those statistics of about one in 10 die that get sick from botulism. Wow.
0: The reason that I remember this is because I was in a room full of people. One of them was a um, high level executive in a convenience store chain. And I remember having a heated discussion about whether or not this cheese was dangerous. And he was saying, no, it's not. There's no way this cheese can make anybody sick. And this was probably six months prior to this outbreak, but there was no way this cheese could make anybody sick. And we were like, there were four people and it was like, yes, it absolutely, absolutely there is risk involved. Then this happened and that person died. And I remember that one of these individuals that got sick was a mother. I believe she had three children. She spent an extensive period of time in the hospital, and they didn't know what kind of long-term effects she was going to have if she would ever fully recover. And of course, Bill Marlar ended up representing several of these individuals. But it was just crazy. Now, this happened when they did the investigation. They discovered that there were several issues.
1: Yeah, that mother, by the way, here's a quote from Food CG News. The mother of three has recovered the ability to speak. Jeez. But it is still unknown if she'll ever be able to work again. Her mobility and motor skills remain significantly impaired, according to her attorney, Bruce Clark. This is when Bruce still worked with Marler. That's crazy because botulism affects the nerve system. She lost her ability to speak.
0: That woman stopped, if I remember correctly, on her way home from work one day to get some nachos with cheese. And never was the same again. How ridiculous is that? How ridiculous! I mean, it is just—it's crazy.
1: That is crazy. So, what was the issue like?
0: So, these are the problems that were cited by the inspectors. Not to cut you off, but I think this. Is no, no, go ahead. Ask. A five-pound bag of nacho cheese collected at the retail location on May fifth was being used past the Best Buy date. Mm. So this goes to you know people saying that you know ignore the Best Buy date, not an issue. In some cases, you should pay attention. Records were not being maintained by the gas station employees indicating when the bags of nacho cheese were originally added to the warming unit, and the plastic tool designed to open the bags of cheese provided with the nacho cheese warming unit was not being used by the employee. Management and employees should follow the instructions for each type of machine and product they use. The Department September 6th guidance letter said that these directions include preheating and length of time a product can remain at the elevated holding temperatures. In some case, the product may only be held above 35 to 135 degrees for four to six days. Now, let's talk about the preheating. I've been in this industry for a really long time, and this is my wheelhouse, so to speak. I can promise you that there are people that don't preheat that product and just stick it in the machine. Mm. And when it's warming up, if it's a hazardous product, a TSC product, at those temperatures, those very low holding temperatures, it's in the temperature danger zone for a really long time before it reaches the point of being safe. And
1: so then it just creates a ton more bacteria that ultimately will die, but it doesn't matter. They've already spit off their poison.
0: It's not even going to die because it, I mean, they're not, it's never reaching 165 degrees. It's just being held at a warm temperature. Ah. It never reaches, you know, a temperature of like reheat temperature per se. It's just warming. They're in there swimming, having a great time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just had an image in my head, sorry, of like little bacteria in this cheese bag just swimming around.
0: When I was training, I used to call like 70 to 125 the pathogen party zone. You know, (laughs) I mean, I did all kinds of things to help people remember stuff. But that's where these, you know, they're just growing and they're just having a fabulous time in there, growing and multiplying and doing their thing.
1: And then some poor mom comes and grabs some nacho cheese and ends up, Not being able to speak. That is crazy.
0: Yeah. They affected her life, the life of her children, her family.
1: The guy who died in this outbreak was a 37-year-old father, too.
0: Well, and there was a 16-year-old girl, I believe. So
1: it it nailed people that would be just perfectly healthy.
0: That was in the ICU for – I think she might have said she spent her 16th birthday in the ICU. Yeah, that's not – Oh, no, 33. She was turned 33 on May 16th, sorry, and spent her birthday – on a ventilator.
1: It makes every other birthday, you're a lot more thankful, I guess, for every other birthday when you have a birthday in the ICU. Yeah.
0: So it's people, regardless of your level in the food service industry or what you do, your job's important. And I think that, you know, and this is something that really is near and dear to my heart, especially the convenience store industry and the fast food industry. And, you know, the hourly workers get beat up so badly on a regular basis. Those people aren't, Idiots, even though they're portrayed as idiots, that is a hard job. And, you know, it teaches you many people a lot of life skills. I came from that industry. You learn a lot of life skills when you work in that industry. There's so many things that you have to be capable of doing to do that job well. And while people are criticizing and complaining, they need to keep in mind that when they go in there to eat, these individuals are holding their lives in their hands, literally. If their burger's not cooked properly, they can get sick. So yes, there's oversight that happens, but they also, the people that do that job well, there's a lot of training and knowledge and Just ability that it takes. There's a lot, again, a lot of skill sets that have to be done and learned to do knowledge, to do that job and do it well.
1: And there are a lot of people that do. Yeah, 100%. Because I have, uh, I mean, there's 7-Elevens everywhere, but there's a 7-Eleven less than a block away from my house. And then there is a 7-Eleven about a mile away from my house. And the difference in management is so drastic. I I I will go that mile to that Seven Eleven versus the one that's right by my house. To to kind of put this perspective home, definitely these convenience stores have been selling a heck of a lot more food. When I was a kid, there was this one convenience store that we would go to that sold food, and it was it was one of the unique ones that that actually sold food, right? And they sold Mojo potatoes and fried chicken, and it was it was great. It's like convenience store plus they had this little tiny like kiosk restaurant thing now every convenience store has food and it's a huge part of their revenue and profit centers are these are these food kiosks that they have the hot dogs constantly going whatever little taquito things that they're selling i can't think of a convenience store that i've gone to recently that didn't sell food and that's just yes it's a great revenue and profit center but it's also a ticking time bomb if you're not managing it appropriately.
0: Well, and that's 100% true. And and this is the thing. We only hear about the bad. People aren't inclined to, you know, post or talk about the good. It's just, it's human nature. You know, It it's just the way society is. And I, I truly believe that there's more good than there is bad.
1: Oh, yeah. This, ha- yeah.
0: Is, this is what the industry as a whole needs to remember. You can't expect the hourly employees to do their job. If you're going to put managers in stores, pull all their labor, pull all their training hours and not give them the tools they need to do their job. They have got to have the tools that they need to do their job to do it effectively. Otherwise, the people that are responsible for making sure that those products are safe, that are getting to the consumer aren't going to have the knowledge that they need to do that or the right. skill set. And typically, many times what happens is when you need to cut costs, labor hours are one of the first things that go. And training yeah. Hours. And, yeah.
1: Training so, hours. Yep. In the labor. Yep.
0: You know, which are the one in the same, except, yep. you know, it's like, well, you need to hire people, but you know, you're allowed five hours to train. them. <laughs> <And> that's, not, <laughs> right. that's just not realistic. I, I, and I know because you know, it's, it's, it's my industry. Online training is fine in some cases, but there's a lot to be said for being able to ask questions when you don't understand something.
1: Right. I mean, we just did this yesterday. We did a workshop where we it was hands on. So we're trying to teach real complex problems about traceability to to comply with this new um, the FDA's new food traceability law, FSMA 204. And so we worked with 15 different companies in a room, and they brought their own traceability tags, like their all the barcode type stuff. Easiest way of thinking about, like the barcode on the side of a a box or clamshell or whatever that is used some of those barcodes are used as traceability codes. Some are UPC for scanning when you're going through the grocery store or whatever. So the the one used for traceability, we were going through and like, okay, here's all the data you need at the ranch level, at the harvesting level, at the cooling level, shipping, distrib- uh, receiving, et cetera, et cetera, all the way up. And we're following that product on paper, going through that, that workshop. Well, about five or six different companies asked if we could record it and send it over to them. And we're like, no, we can't i mean we could record it but you wouldn't get the benefit of actually being in the room doing the exercise and then ultimately leading up to figuring out how to make a traceability plan because that that tactile experience and having andy and i there to walk through each of those steps is extremely important in really figuring out how this is going to work and you're right so much because of particularly because of covid Everybody thinks that he could just watch a video and and have it down. It's not the case. You, you, there there are some times where you have to have physical in the room training.
0: Well, and everybody learns differently. Yes, I, I don't learn well by just sitting and watching a video because my mind is not. You know, if we have a conversation. That's one thing. But if I'm going to sit there and watch a video, my mind isn't at that video a lot of times. It's got to be a really interesting video for me to continue to watch. (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) It just doesn't, that just isn't how it works. And as a trainer, I also know that many trainers train and teach by reading slides. That's not training. There's a difference between training and education. Good trainers tell stories to get people involved and they ask questions, and that's a good session reading slides is not the way to do it. So, you know, there's a whole lot that goes into doing what needs to be done to training these individuals. And you can't do that in a video. Yeah. Adam Spatch is on LinkedIn. He puts a lot of stuff out there about training, not necessarily in food service, but in training. And his points are perfect about, you know, how people train and what is good, what is not good. And he just, you does a phenomenal job as somebody that spent a large, you know, I've trained thousands and thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. He's amazing at what he's doing as far as trying to teach people how to train. How much?
1: He'd be another one that would be good to have on the podcast.
0: I, yes, I've thought about, he would be amazing to have on our podcast.
1: Yeah. One of our super fans, I think he, comments on everything we post. So yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I like watching his stuff. He's entertaining too.
0: He's hysterical. His videos, he's very funny. So anyway, so we now need to talk about, um, I don't really have a fun fact,
1: but before we go to your fun fact, before we go to your fun fact, I have to do a dad joke. So that's my cheese, not your cheese. I know it's a really bad one. My my twelve year old son said that to me the other day when we were making nachos. That's not what do you say? Nacho and nachos. Nacho cheese.
0: Nacho and nachos.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nacho and nachos.
1: All right, sorry interrupting. Okay, so what's the fun fact?
0: So we're gonna talk potato facts. Since this whole podcast, you know, until I got on my training tangent, was um about potatoes. Um let's talk about some potato facts.
1: I love potatoes.
0: You know, My husband's not a huge fan of vegetables, but he does love potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how you cook a potato. (laughs) The man will eat potatoes. (laughs) He loves potatoes. So did you know that China is the world's largest potato producer?
1: I did not know that.
0: I found that pretty interesting. Potato tubers? Grow is part of the nightshade family.
1: Did know that, yes.
0: I did not know that.
1: Same with tomatoes. Hmm.
0: Potatoes contain vitamin B6, potassium, epitadium. Jesus. (laughs) There's Jesus in there too. (laughs) No, uh, no. (laughs) Potato (laughs) contains vitamin B6, potassium, and more. Potatium.
1: Potadium. That's a new one.
0: What is that? Potatoes are good for health. He's yeah. gonna be all over that. He's gonna be like
1: <laughs> your husband's like, it's a health food. But you said So I go to conferences all the time where it's like produce conferences. Man, when, when potatoes were just getting a bad rap with you know a whole low carb diet thing, I went to the potato associations booth and they had this whole entire thing and we're like preaching about how healthy potatoes are. Don't listen to you know these fad diets, da da and uh it was it was interesting. They were on the defense really pushing hard.
0: So does the broccoli industry do that too? <laughs> no. No the broccoli <laughs> industry does not. I think they should <laughs> I love broccoli. <laughs>
1: Everybody just knows that broccoli is good for you.
0: I don't know. Don't you remember when, I think it was George Bush, said that oh, he yes. broccoli?
1: Okay, so do you remember what the broccoli, I think it was the Broccoli Association, some association then sent over like truckloads of broccoli to the White House? <laughs> yeah,
0: I do. So potato is made up 80% water and 20% solid. Ah.
1: Huh. Yes. That's why it takes forever to cook those things.
0: Potato is a spud. I think we all knew that. Ah, the roots trace back to Peru, yeah, where the Incas natives were first to grow the crop. I didn't know that either. Do I just not know anything about potatoes? It's it's because you work more with the produce industry, yeah,
1: yes, and <laughs> and I'm am one of those nerds that like watches youtube videos about the history of remember you supposed like a bunch of that on linkedin and then nobody l- looked at it so i stopped doing it but i would like the history of potatoes the history of tomatoes the history of strawberries and how they actually or corn is fascinating how corn ultimately became what it is today from a like a little tiny grass to massive massive corn stocks yeah it's that's fascinating to me and because human beings were like hey we need calories We're going to pick the best of the best of each of these things and just keep making the best of the best over and over and over again until it becomes a very successful, calorie-rich, bastardized version of the original product. It's fascinating.
0: You're
1: a potato aficionado. I'm a (laughs) food aficionado. I love food. It's
0: important to include the skin in the preparation of the process. I love potato skin.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Particularly like baked potato skin when it's all yeah.
0: Yes, I love potato skin. Fried chicken skin too. Just throwing that out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who cares about the actual meat? I want the fried chicken skin. I want
0: the fried chicken skin. I'm sure my heart loves that. <laughs> we you know, we are not right today. Um Tomato is half tomato and half potato.
1: Say that again. What was that?
0: Tomato is half tomato and half potato, also known as the pomato.
1: You know, um, you can buy like specialty plants where the root of a tomato is the potato and the tomatoes grow on top. And it's they've because it's all members of the nightshade. They've just kind of created this crazy monster product where I don't think it creates high yields on either side. So it's not like, not like something somebody in the industry would do, but yeah, because it's both the members of the nightshade, you can have potatoes and tomatoes on one plant.
0: Wow. So I'm going to end with this one and this one you're going to love because it's going to give you a reason to celebrate. There is a national potato day. Actually, it appears there are two August 19th. You might've missed that, but there's another one. October
1: 27th, October, August, it's it's still in July,
0: October, no, August 19th and October 27th, write that on your calendar. Okay. And be sure to celebrate.
1: Should we, should we, should we do a podcast on those days and eat French fries? Oh, wait, oh, wait. So here's, hey, just I just have to ask you what fast food place makes the best French fries
0: makes the best French fries. Okay. So full disclosure, I don't eat a lot of fast food. There's only one fast food restaurant that I eat at regularly. Do you care to guess which one it is?
1: Mm, No. Which one?
0: So I love waffle fries.
1: So so (laughs) Chick-fil-A? I think Chick-fil-A makes probably... Chick-fil-A has some of the best fast food that there is. But French fries-wise, French fries, it has to be McDonald's for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't eat a lot of French fries, but... McDonald's french fries, for some reason, is like addicting to me. The other french fry that I like is In-N-Out, but it has to be like animal style, you know? Like I'm like, oh, this whole carton of fries is not calorie dense enough. So what I'm going to do is put a bunch of onions, (laughs) Thousand Island, and American cheese on top. Oh, it's great. That's
0: like going to Pittsburgh and getting a salad and they put french fries on top of it. Like, what are you doing? Oh. What are you doing to my salad? <laughs> Wait, they put French fries on salad in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I got moved to Pittsburgh. That's like, genius. First time I ordered a salad in Pittsburgh, and it came with fries on top of it. I'm like, what the hell is this? You're just. <laughs> I ordered a salad. <laughs>
1: Only in America. That's what. Like the doctor has to like do a disclosure. <laughs> yes, you need to eat more salad. <laughs> And I don't mean like the Pittsburgh style salad with french fries on time. I don't mean a potato salad. I don't mean macaroni salad. You have to eat like a salad with lettuce.
0: I don't even like the concept of it. You know what I mean? Even if I, yeah. So, first of all, I love boardwalk fries. Like, if you're on a boardwalk, you know what I mean by that, right? At the beach, you're on the boardwalk. See, this is how you can tell demographically. People are just different things (laughs) in different demographics. If you go to the beach, there's a boardwalk. And there's always the best fry places on the boardwalk at the beach. Like all they sell oftentimes is fries and drinks, like boardwalk fries. I think they cook them in peanut oil or something, which again, that goes back to, you know, I believe Chick-fil-A uses peanut oil. And so does Five Guys.
1: There you go. It's funny because the beaches-
0: endorsements all over the place here. I'm telling you. just
1: <laughs> The beaches in California, I mean, it probably is French fried places, but it's more like tacos or like fish tacos or clam chowder or something like that.
0: I have never had a fish taco. My daughter loves them. The concept of that just grosses me out. A fish taco? Really? Like, what is that?
1: Now it's, a, it's a taco with fish in it? Usually it's made- Oh, I love fish tacos. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like they- Put all the different taco stuff on it, salsas, and yeah, it's good.
0: I'm not even a picky eater. I will eat just about anything. I am not a picky eater.
1: My I, wife cannot stand fish either. I love I love
0: fish. fish. Just a fish taco?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen you eat like salmon on a salad and stuff. Yeah, you just take it and you stick it in a tortilla and put all the stuff that you would. Yeah, salsa, cilantro, onion, hot sauce. No? Nope. We oh got the look on your face right now. is fantastic.
0: <laughs> this is when we were talking about, you know, wish we had video.
1: <laughs> okay, so your daughter is right and you are wrong. Fish tacos are amazing.
0: She loves fish tacos. I, mm, no, I just, the concept just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're so funny. Okay, well, have we done it?
0: I think we did okay, Matt. <laughs> Considering the circumstances, somehow we always pull it
1: off. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, have a great rest of the weekend.
0: You too. And remember, everybody, don't eat poop. Don't eat poop.
1: Don't eat poop. Thank you.